Good day, mate. Welcome to the Sydney Mob. Well, what's your name there? Oh, hi there. My name's Brenton. Oh, good day, Brenton. I'm, I'm Brenton. Now, Brenton, what? Uh, I'm originally from uh, the uh, the Queensland uh, up north. I like that territory up there. They have good yeah. they have good banana trees up there. I reckon. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. Tell you what, I've got a job for your son. Do you want to make some hard earned money? I would, I would, I would. That's why I came to Sydney, sir. All right, all you got to do is just deliver this cash to me old lady's house. 10K. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Well, do you mind, sir? I'm thinking that's all well and good, but I might just swing by Bondi for a bit of a quick uh, swimmy, if you don't mind. I might, And to keep it safe, I might just like bury it in the sand. No one will see it. It'll be fine. Who is this tosser? That's it. Whoa! Guess what show we're on today, Brenton? We're on classic movie banter! Hey, welcome to that podcast where I, Brenton, and that guy, Nathan... Hello. We talk about movies that are 20 years or older. 20 years! 20 years, ah. 20 years or older. Uh, which which puts them in, I guess, the classic range, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're in that age range. And... Uh, we talk about those films and whether they are still relevant today, whether they are still worth watching today, or whether you can just go ahead, uh, grab that copy of that film, and just, like, you know, wrap it around a stick, set that stick alight, and then use it to, like, kindle a bonfire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And if we're in Australia, there's going to be a lot of bonfires going on, you know? We're oh, in, we're mate. in homegrown territory. Oh, you know what? If, if, if we're saying films that are 20 years or older are classics, does that mean we're classics, Brenton? Because we're 20 years older? No, we're vintage. Oh, we're vintage. Oh, I hear <laughs> Yeah, we're the, like the, the, the little shoddy VSH copy that you've got that you'll never play again, but you, you're too nostalgic to get rid of it. I'm that copy of uh, I'm that uh, copy on VCR of Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and you <laughs> are, Nathan, you're, you're a copy of uh, Lionel Bart's Oliver. Like, you oh, know, you're, you're, you're just hanging out as well. We're both like kind of musical <laughs> films. I feel like it's like, like Toy you know, Story, but with VCRs. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, won't anyone totally. play us? Like, oh. Yeah, just like, come on, man, like, pop us in, consider yourself one of the family, bro. And then, like, I'm all like, oh, hey, you know, you ever fancy, like, seeing a witch and chant, like, fucking armor, like, full plate <laughs> armor and, like, chase people away? It's great. It's great. Just pop me in and, oh, uh, wait, you're using Blu-ray. Oh, can fuck. you please, can um, you please, for the next Halloween, can you go as a VCR for, like, like, go with- mate. I'm down. I'm down. You know what? They would probably frighten some children because they're like, ah, old technology. I I think so. I think what we should do is is that you and me should team up and do a costume together. Oh, yeah. And we'll both play like the one VCR. So we'll both each be like individually. We'll be each like, you know, the two sides of like the reel that the film like, you know, goes around. Oh, yeah. And then we'll just put a big box around us that's the VCR. And we'll have ourselves wrapped in the film. Then we can turn around and the film will like slowly go around one of us and like leave the other one. That's so we're done. Mate. Halloween 2019. Ooh, there you go. And, like, go. the kids who are, like, trick-or-treating besides us, they'll be like, what's a VCR? And we'll be like, we'll, like, put film in their little buckets instead of candy. Like, <laughs> No, you have, like, a little, like, we have, like, a little video set up and we, like, play it and it scares the shit out of them because of, like, the quality is like, oh, shit, oh! <laughs> It's like, this is what the 240p was like back in our day. (laughs) (laughs) But Brenton, mate, we're on our own bloody home territory today. Like, you couldn't Mm. be more local than where we are today. We're... Like, what a a film we're going to be talking about today. Two hands. Mate... We're talking about a homegrown film, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A real Aussie movie. Two Regular hands. listeners know that we adore all of the Australian films that we Mate. We review here. Mate. Emerald City, Mad Max, probably something else we've reviewed. Uh, you know, uh, George Miller directed uh, Babe Pig in the City, so yeah. I mean, like... You we know, love them like, all. Every film set in Australia, masterpiece, evidently. Uh, the yeah, Castle, yeah, yeah. what a hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, some would disagree, one being one Brenton, but, uh, you know, that, that's okay. That's okay. We, we, we've we moved on. We're on we've a mission, Brenton. Oh, after yeah. We're on a mission to find an Australian film that you and I both universally agree is worth watching. We're both putting our thumbs up. We already did that. We already did that. Did we do it for Mad Max? I think we did. Did for I put Ma- my well, thumb I hope up? we did. Bloody hell. I, I think I might have put make. my thumb down for Mad Max. Oh shit! Whatever. Hey, I, okay, whatever I did for Mad Max, I'm changing my mind today. If it was a thumbs up, it's a bloody thumbs down. Down now, mate. That's that's too hardcore, ladies and gentlemen. If you can remember what uh, rating we gave Mad Max, I definitely had my thumbs up. Uh, tweeted us, you know, comment in the YouTube section, you know. We should compare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Com- 
comment in the YouTube's comments section, I meant to say. Oh, okay. Just, don't just go to any YouTube, YouTube video and write your comments. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> and just like, yeah. That way we won't be able to keep track of you, obviously. But you know, we'll we'll search for it. Oh yeah, you know, we'll I'll search. look at we'll, I'll we'll look at Chris the, Stuckman's the reviews. I'll look at I'll look I'll look down J- Jeremy Johns's reviews. Hey mate, I might even look at some of the excerpts from Joe Rogan, and I'm sure I'll find a few classic movie banter fans in there. Oh yeah, they're you everywhere. Know what I'm mate. saying yeah. there are dime and a dozen. I'll tell you what, <laughs> definitely. There's one video I know I'm going to find a few fans, and that is there's a there's a compilation of like Willem Dafoe's best Green Goblin moments, and I'm sure some of you guys will be commenting down there. Oh yeah, I'll look for you well guys. that's what I. Used for the bloody year anniversary. I just like I literally took clips from that and I just put it into. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that. That's yeah. So and we haven't gotten a copyright claim on it, so I'm I'm happy about that. Yes. Yes. yes no copyright yes. strike. As of yet. As of yet. As, as of, of yet. yet. Yeah. The second this episode comes out, like fuck. <laughs> Halfway through the episode, ping. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh no! But Brenton, I imagine that most of our audience members haven't heard of the Australian film Two Hands. I mean, had you heard of it before we did this episode? I'm, I had, I had indeed. It's a pretty yeah. famous Australian film. It's, 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 it's in the canon, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, it certainly is. I'd, I'd heard a little bit about it. I'd seen, I'd seen uh, a couple scenes from oh, it when I was you? younger. Because, yeah, no, like I remember distinctly what walking in. My dad was watching this film, and uh, I saw a couple scenes from it before I was told to. You know, you probably shouldn't be watching this time to go and uh really this is the film your father puts his foot down on hey mate distinctly i remember like walking in and seeing uh which i can talk about later when we get into spoilers yeah yeah, a couple like uh, a couple scenes um which i remember distinctly and i remember being this film frightened me actually i was like wow shit that's real rightfully so i I concur (laughs) yeah and uh so yeah it's it was a it was um it was I, I kind of jumped at the bit to return to this and finally see the film in in full yeah as a as a grown man <laughs> as a grown man yeah now you yeah, are yeah. one and and now that you are Brenton can you please step into um my office in uh, the entertainment yep. quarter uh in the nineties yep. and can you mate pitch me this movie that you want to make pause I'm grabbing my cup of tea and I'll be right back and I'll continue pitching okay dokie grab your bloody tea Brenton's getting his tea everyone this is very exciting. He actually wanted to get some tea for this pitch. So here we go. Look at that. G- guys, guys, can we actually keep this in the podcast? Like, can we not edit I'm not this editing this out. out. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. Just give us, just give us some I was wondering when you put the so kettle just, on before, I'm like, are, are you going to put it on again? Or are you going <laughs> to tea right. the podcast? Guys, this is quality content. Is this Listen a part of your pitch? Slurp. Like, you come in with, like, a gigantic tea mug, and you're like, right, <laughs> here's an idea for a gangster film, but i got to have the tea while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, mate. I, I got it. So I walk into the office, and I just look them in the eye, and I just do this. Ready? So Two Hands is, is an Australian film <laughs> that I'm thinking of fucking making. And, right, <laughs> this is uh, 98. Oh, you guys have heard of bloody fucking the King's Cross, you know what I'm saying? You've heard oh, yeah. of, you know, you've you've heard of these. In Harry you've Potter, I have. <laughs> you've heard of Botany Bay. You've heard of fucking Bondi Beach, motherfucker. <laughs> well, let me tell you this: I want to do a film that's kind of like a gangster film, oh, yeah. but like set in Sydney, and I kind of make want to make it kind of fucking funny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I want to like. And I want to like, like, I want to make it about like this young lad, you know, played oh, by yeah. old Heath Ledger. You know that 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 kid. Yeah, he's a good bloke. I want to give him his chance, and I want to cast <laughs> him in this film as this as this dickhead, really. That uh, oh, he's yeah. actually like the doorman for like a strip joint, you know. And uh, he gets the opportunity to like, you know, do some work for a mob boss. You know what I'm saying? And uh, okay. so he 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 gets his chance to like deliver some funds to this place in Bondi, and it's like ten grand. But like, what happens is he just goes down the beach and goes for a fucking swim instead, and he like buries it in the sand, and two little shits like steal it and run away <laughs> with it. And so so now like the mob like want to like fucking get him and like put a hit on him and like take him out because like what a shitty head. You know what I'm saying? Like he stole ten grand, and uh, that's yeah. basically the premise of the fucking movie you know what i'm saying and uh there'll be some bank robberies that go awry there'll be some you know there'll be some good old-fashioned romance and shit in there just like all this shit i'm just like putting it in this one movie i'm just it's a real aussie bonnie and clyde isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah there's gonna be some like horror elements as well for some reason that i haven't really like finalized in my head or like i probably won't i'll just probably just throw it in there for the sake of it sounds like there's a lot you want to put in this movie mate you got a lot of tea in there Mate, 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 just, just, just one moment. <laughs> can you, can you stop holding that cup threateningly, threateningly, like near me, as if you're gonna throw it? Like, 
Oh, don't mind me. I'll just grab the kettle instead. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you just like pin the producer down. You're like, I'm going to like, pour boiling I water I will on pour you. this down your pants, my friend. So, I'm actually <laughs> the gangster this film is based on. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what? Know if what the gangster else... did do that in this movie, it wouldn't be remiss if he did tr- threaten someone it with It wouldn't tea. be. No. I don't. I, I. I. don't know what else to say to pitch this movie. Like, I think you that's it. Up, mate. Like, it's. It's a. It's a. Like, it's a proper gangster. Like, like, yeah. You've yeah. Done it. You've and done it, mate. and look, and, mate. You've and the and the f bomb is dropped multiple times. I mean, like, oh, so would it I be Australian? Like oh, there's more than just the f bomb. If we're going to make it a really Australian, oh thing. yeah, we've got some we c bombs. We've got there, yeah. we've got maybe some actual bombs. Who who knows in this movie? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> just 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 you know, just strap yourselves in for a wild ride. So Nathan, yes, I'm ripping the bandaid off. I'm taking another slope, <laughs> and I'm gonna say that I like this movie. I really like this movie too, <laughs> and I was so surprised at it. Like, were you surprised how much you liked this? I wasn't that. I thought I was going to kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I mm. was going in and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to love this, but I I think there's a good chance I might like this. But I will say this. I was not expecting this film to be as funny as it was. Yeah. I was ex- I had no idea that it was like more of a comedy than than what it was. I thought because again, coming from little childhood Brenton going into the scenes where Heath's like fucking lost the money and he's mm. he's scared and he's freaking shit. the and fuck out. He's like shit. And, like yeah. Yeah, and and the mobs after him and they're trying to kill him. I was like, holy shit, like, this is too much. But as an adult, like, watching this, like, there's some funny stuff in this film. There's, like, really um, good gags in this. <laughs> yeah. I really like this movie. I think it's got a lot of character. I think yeah. it's I think it's directed quite well. It is. I like the story. I like the characters, surprisingly enough, as well. Like, Same! Even some of the side characters, like, yeah. And I like kind of where it goes and kind of uh, this, like, story that's... Still kind of, I guess, might seem a bit complicated, but, like, it's pretty simple at heart, and I like kind of where it goes and how it ends and how it's... St- like, I think it's, I think this is a clear-cut <laughs> film of, like, of a strong... It. Yeah, I think this is a film that's got a clear-cut beginning, middle, and end. It's yeah. That I have some criticisms. Absolutely. That, uh, like, narratively, I, it is tight. It is really... I think it yeah. goes for, like, something like 88 minutes or something like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's short, great. Yeah. everything that's there. Oh, there are some stuff that we can cut out, which I guess we can... Yes, I, I want to talk about just uh, there's a certain character the underground that's character the underground character the character elaborate. who starts off underground. Does that make any sense to you? Yes. Yeah. Is yes. that what you would cut out? Because I'd cut that out. Uh, I, I I alluded to it in the pitch that there's like horror elements in this film. Yeah. That, it, that really are like unnecessarily in the movie. I thought. I'd, like I just think that like if you had cut that whole thing out, the film would have been better for it, mm. and it would have it, it it just. Uh, not that it doesn't flow, but I just think it's unnecessary. It's very, it's very interesting because this, because this movie's trying to like give, and it does this amazing like realist portrait of of Sydney in the late nineties, and like a really accurate look into like like Australian lifestyle and like crime and 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 the Australian larrikin going against like the the system, like, all that kind of great stuff. But then for some reason, it injects this like supernatural kind of horror element with the introduction of a certain character. And the character doesn't really contribute anything to the story. They do no. something at one point that that it affects the plot, but apart from that, they don't need to be there. I can't even remember what that moment was. Were they? It was. It was in the laundry the room, and then the bullets. Because like, oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. kind of insinuated that character was responsible for that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I do remember that. Yeah, sorry. I guess so. But the, again, I feel like. But it doesn't ruin the movie, that? does it, Brenton? It doesn't like no. If no, it doesn't. But even if you'd remove that, I still think the plot would have made sense. Like it would have oh, still would have been funny, and it still that moment still would have been able to be sold. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it doesn't affect the movie though. It being in in it, like I still enjoyed it. It's just something that I think is worth criticizing. Yeah, it's it's funny when I was looking at um when I was looking at all the reviews um for for passing it to the people, both Dave and Margaret from at the movies, their sole criticism was that they disliked this character. They love the movie, but they disliked that character. So I feel like it's, it's a universal yeah. thing. I think so. I think so. I, I I don't know if it's universal. Like, I'm sure there's some people that would get that and kind of <laughs> enjoy that, I guess. But yeah. I just I just think it's a bit pointless. And I think that the, the other aspects of this film are so strong that that's just the one that you kind of asking the question as to why why it's there. And, yeah. you know. For some, for film was well paced. I think it, 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 it's okay to have it there. You know, like you don't get that upset by it. Like, like. Let's talk about let's talk about Heath Ledger. He's like the anchor of this movie. What do you think of his yeah. performance as this bouncer? I, 
I think um I think you just said it there. He's such an anchor in this film as a pre- his presence. I think is so strong mm. and um such as a young Heath Ledger really, as well. Like yeah, I, I you can see why he goes on to have the career he has because mm. he's just he's just got this real. Uh, he comes a little bit doe-eyed, uh, doesn't he? Like he just wants to like make some good. Yeah, but like but he's got like a, a like a fool that wants to make some good because he decides he wants to make some good by working for some gangsters. Yeah, I like the character, but I just think Heath has just got this ability to bring this kind of um, gravitas, I guess, to a performance and this nuance to a performance that, like any other actor, I think this character might have been a bit forgettable. But but you're on this guy's side, you know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. He's a, he even when he does some, some he, like faulty stuff, especially later on in the movie, yeah. you still kind of want to cheer for him as he does it. But even in, like at the start of this film, he makes some really, really dumb decisions. Like, yeah, decisions that are just like, like just you fucking idiot. Absurd. It's like, uh. but at the same time, you 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 want to see this guy succeed. You want to see him get it out of this situation and not get his comeuppance for something that's. I guess I, I guess it comes back to that word innocence. But um, at the same time, Heath is just like he's got chemistry with everyone. He's got chemistry with Rose Byrne, I think, which is which is really great. Um, yeah, I like. What the fuck is Rose Byrne's hair in this movie? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, there's nothing like some bleached blonde, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know Just it's like, the late 90s, but, like, especially because we know what... Ro- By the way, Roseburn has not aged since this movie, like... <laughs> no, right? Like... Uh, she's She astounds me. Like, she's... Uh, not only is she a wonderful actress, she's obviously, like, she's she looks the same now as she oh. did back then. And it's just stunning. Like, you're like, wow. But also, like, she as well, like, as well as Heath, I feel like those these two young actors have such a presence and have so much to offer, and you can just see why, why they go on to have the careers they have. They um, do. Like... Yeah, yeah you, you so respect their work. Like, I, although I, in saying that, I feel like Rose. Uh, for a lot of the movie, I kept on saying, "Why the fuck is Rose in this movie?" Because all she fucking does is take photos. That's her sole character trait. She reminds me of like an Instagram like influencer before there was like Instagram or even portable photos. <laughs> my yeah, my only thing with that character is that I don't think it's written as well as it could be. But no. I think Rose brings enough humanity to it that it kind of overrides that factor. It's um, true. But the whole point of her in the movie, like, she keeps on going out to people, like, showing them their photos, like, do you like them? It's like she's literally asking for Insta-likes, you know? like, uh, Kind of, but I, I, I like her because I I think it's, I think, going into the the, th- the themes of this film, I think I think she's there to provide literally, like, the mirror to, to Heath's character and mm. to give him the way out, to give him, like, this kind of human relationship that's, um, yeah. that's sweet, that's fulfilling. And also, like I just said, to literally hold up the photo to him of this fuckwit that he is, and to yeah. try and you know, yeah, literally holding up a change. photo of him. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love like um, half of their conversations of them just talking about the photos of each other. She's like, "No, you look good," and he's like, "No, you look good," and it's like, you just ship him. They're a great couple, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, and again, there's not much. There's not much dialogue. There's not much. You know, no, uh, it's the physicality isn't to support it? that. It's it's that it's their it's their chemistry, and also I think I think their shit scenes together are shot like thank God like whoever um uh was the DOP in this film like took took the time just to like have some wide shots, took the time to just like leave the camera on these actors and to let them work. You know what I mean? Mm. I hundred percent. I think tr- the the wide shots is good. It's not like outstanding cinematography. Like no. But, but, but it does its but, job, especially because when you know it's low budget, exactly. like like it doesn't. Yeah. Just, I I don't think better cinematography would have improved the film that much. Like I think because it's so well written, like it's hands up on its own. There's one wide shot I want to talk about in um in spoilers that I think is just so efficient at um providing obviously like comedy just from the placement of the camera and obviously. Uh, the use of the the foreground and the background and you know mm. and the and the and the characters in that space and it's and it's brilliant like it has real verisimilitude. <laughs> no, I did. I thought it was. I thought it was a great moment, and uh, I will talk about that more in spoilers. Oh, fantastic! Please remind me. Please uh, remind me. Of course. No, no, you okay. remind me. So oh. no, there, there he is. Um, did you buy for a second that Heath Ledger was an actual bouncer? <laughs> I mean, he's a pretty... When you look at bouncers these days, they're all, like, huge people that are, you know, quite threatening. And when you first meet Heath Ledger, they're, like, bouncers at this King's Club strip club. And, like, they have, like, these, like, these, like, shitty 90s shirts with probably the worst ties I have ever seen in my life. Like, if you saw a bouncer like that, would you would you be that threatened by them? I th- 
I thought the point was that they they were working for a really shitty establishment, like one that was like so try hard. Because if you notice, like no one goes into that place. Like, yeah, no I love one, even the homeless like, guy is like, nah. <laughs> He's yeah, like, like they're trying to get anyone in this place, and literally, literally, no one goes in. So mm. I think like it was with that running theme and like their uniforms, they look like two little school kids, like at the front oh, there. Like, Easterns in general just look shit. Like, I I love his his shitty yin yang tattoo that he's got on him. Oh my god! I love. There's a. Oh, I can't talk about it till spoilers. But I like. I like. Uh, yeah, this character's. Uh, uh, I, I. I guess like he's. I guess the character in general, like visually, I think it's. I think it's really strong. Just kind of, they make some choices in there that are really quite funny as well, and mm. add to his. Uh, his character. Yeah. Do you reckon he looks a little bit like Tom Holland? I was thinking that when I was watching mm. him. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, I, was like, all. I was like, Tom Sorry. Holland could could work in the remake of this. <laughs> like, he could pass as a young Heath. Um, now, Brenton, we've we've discussed films on this podcast that have previously portrayed Sydney. You know, we've we've talked about how Emerald City Emerald City portrays Sydney. Babe Two portrays a, a version of Sydney. How do you think this movie portrays Sydney? Again, this is Sydney at another time. Mm. Um, but in saying that, I think it's pretty good. Like, I again, like I like watching these films because you see moments that you see like Sydney on film and you're like, hey, hey like, that's know. our city. And like, and in, and in conversation, they're talking about the cross, they're talking about botany, they're talking about Bondi. Like, <laughs> that's our city. That we can... get these references. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a nice thing, but it's, yeah, I think, I think, I think the, the, uh, the, the landscape of this film, the, the place, the, the city that this film takes place in Sydney mm. is like, is a really good um, backdrop for this story. I think yeah. it works really well. Yeah. Also, because like they have the freedom uh, to go out, you know, outside Sydney later on in the movie, and like I don't know it kind of has yeah. that flexibility. So I do enjoy that. Yeah. It is funny. Scenes. Also, yeah. Also, the monorail is working in this. Oh story. my god! The monorail is is a real thing that is actually and it, going. And it plays yeah. a part in this movie. And I got yeah. so excited when the characters finally ride the monorail. I'm like, yes! I was like, woo! I was like, wow, I'm so happy. I missed that monorail. You, you've ridden the monorail right before it went. I have when I was young. When oh, I was young, yeah. Absolutely pointless, but I love that it existed. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so you can stupid. Still, and you still see those stations around the city, you know what I mean? Like, you see, like, that one near uh, Darling Harbour. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Oh, you do, and I'm like, oh, it's it's great. Like, uh, do you reckon? Like, obviously, we're biased because we're in Sydney, but like, do you think people outside Sydney or even outside Australia would really get around the Australianness or Sydneyness of this movie? I think so. I like, mm. I I think not so much necessarily Sydney, but I think people would get, be intrigued by the Australianisms that are in this film and yeah. how it links to comedy and and dark humor, especially and, with uh, like the mob boss as well. Like he's not your typical mob boss. Like he's he's got some surprises to him that make him a very interesting character. But also like characters and situations and how they react in in those situations are so mm. Australian. Like it is, yeah, it's the, hilarious. Some shit will yeah. happen, and they're like. Oh yeah, nah, fair enough. She'll be right. Like, <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, fair give it you go. want a snag yeah, before yeah, we go out? That. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. And they and they and they really play that up. Mm. And I I think like American audiences would be intrigued by that and think it's funny and just be like, yeah. what? Like, and it's funny because it doesn't like this, mock it. You know? It's just like paying homage to it almost. And like, totally, know, there's a totally. love of Australianness in this movie, and it's really nice. Like, I think this is yeah. probably the best portrait of Australia I've seen in a movie before. Like mm. outside, like a Ned Kelly film, or like I don't know, even or even like the Castle. I think w- this might be better better than the Castle, in my opinion, because it it really explores the place of it. The whole time you, you you're in the Castle, you're only in that one shitty house. Whereas with this one, it really has the city become its own kind of character in the movie. Totally, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If if you, if the Castle had maybe explored more of Melbourne or like how you know, the outskirts of Melbourne, like how, like the differences in the urbanness. I don't know. I feel like the, the, the place and the, the treatment of the, of the location really adds to this movie. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want to rate it, mate? Yeah, mate. My thumbs are, they're up. My, my, the, the two thumbs, the two thumbs of my two hands <laughs> there are both we go. high in the air, having a bit of a wiggle, having a bit of a dance. <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah. I'm like Thursday night. This would be a great Thursday night movie, especially. Especially if you're Australian. Yeah, definitely. But even if you're not Australian, like I said, like I think there's enough intrigue that you can take away from this into Australian culture 
and uh, mm. not in terms of the mob. I'm like we're not all part of the bloody gangs and whatnot. But no. my point is, the the Australianisms and like wait, the what are you talking like about, you said, Brandon? Sydney, we are <laughs> Nathan. Shh, sure, sure, not on air. Not on air. <laughs> <laughs> They'll track us down. No, um, no, but like uh, that. The, the characterization of these of these Australians and using Sydney as that backdrop I think is like a real like intriguing uh, prospect for, for for outsiders to to see and to experience and I think like it's it would be funny to people as well to see Australian humor and if it's not funny like it's just interesting to see I guess and uh, to see how people react to these heightened high stakes situations yeah it's cool no I hundred percent agree because I feel like like if you're Australian, like you, you, you would just you would feel so much better about Australia watching this movie. Like, fuck yes, go us. Like, I remember I watched this movie with Logan, one of my housemates, and he initially didn't want to watch it because he's like, oh, I don't really get around Australian movies. I'm like, how come? He's like, oh, you know, every Australian movie, like I just I thought they weren't that good. And I'm like, mate, you gotta you gotta give this one a go. And this and when he was watching it, it completely changed his mind. He's like, this yep. is a great Australian movie. Like if. This should be your introduction to Australian cinema. This is what we should have done. We shouldn't have done Emerald City first. We should have no. done this first. Like Definitely. Oh, this shit's yeah. on Emerald City. Like, oh, this is radically better than Emerald City. Agreed. Do you yeah, reckon agreed. it's better than like Mad Max or like um, Castle? No, I don't know if it's better I don't know if it's better than Mad Max, but it's serving a different purpose for me than, than yeah. Mad Max. So I don't think that matters. It's better than the castle. Like, come on. Like, Mate, seriously. Film, it's, <laughs> it is head and shoulders above the castle. Jesus Christ. Nathan. I think it is better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that all the Australian movies? I don't know. And obviously better than Babe 2, right? <laughs> or is anything better know. than Babe 2? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Nathan. Well, that all being said, shall we rip off that other Band-Aid and get into... Spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> making spoiler movies, yeah, spoilers. The highlight of this movie, Brenton. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. I'll, I'll stop. Okay. I'm very sorry. Continue. Brenton, the highlight of this movie, obviously out of everything, is the fact that in Heath Ledger's apartment is a plane made out of the aluminium of VB beer. I love that that is your highlight, but yes, it's quite funny. And, and again, it shows this childlike quality of that character. <laughs> it and this almost kind of- stilled the movie for me because I saw it. Oh. I saw it and I'm like, this is incredible. Because if you know what VB beer is, it's the shittiest beer made in Australia, or one of them at least. And it's like Victoria. Hey, someone would some would disagree with that, but like not me. Oh not yeah, me. or if you're I'm from not- Victoria. Well, this I think you know, like like how do you feel about four X? Oh, like it's okay. Oh it's, okay. It's, do you think it's the shittier it's, than VB or like? Oh no 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 God no! no. no. It's much better than VB. VB is well, the pits. Here's the thing. I feel like you know how like every state or even every country in the world has like it's shitty beer, it's shitty local beer that like yeah everyone's got it. But I feel like you kind of like unironically love it like. Maybe you start off ironically and you kind of slide into that non-irony because, like, it's your local shit beer. Or maybe it's, like, you're, you're in denial that you actually do like it and you're like, but this is shit and I know it's shit, but I do love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, It's like, I could choose this wonderful craft beer or this pale ale, but I'm going to go for the shit one. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. But like, Also, I think because, like, when you first introduced a beer, like, you can only afford the cheapest stuff when you're 18 because you're poor. So, like... Totally. It reminds you of your first, like, like legal, I should say, drink. So, like, yeah, you get around it. But like I went, I went to this. Uh, I've been doing a lot of travel recently with my work, and um, oh yeah, I uh, and uh, I went to this pub in uh, <laughs> regional Victoria. Oh no, and, yeah, man. And do uh, they have the plane was, on like the counter, like from Heath's apartment? Like, <laughs> I wish they did. Oh, no, that'd be but, amazing. Um, so I had a look at what they had on tap, and you know they had some, you know they had your stone and woods. You know what I'm saying? Like they had, oh, they had uh, great they had beer. I don't know if any of this goes overseas, but stone and wood, excellent beer. Excellent beer. Um, they had your um, uh, lashes. They had, you know, they had a they had a fair range of stuff. Perfect, perfect beer for a perfect occasion. But then I, <laughs> but then I saw this little sign and it said, "Mate, we've got our five dollar <laughs> fucking VBs." And I was, was it five like, bucks for a schooner? Like, yeah, mate. I, th- um, I thought you were gonna say five dollar for a jug because that would probably be more financially accurate. Like, it's that dirt cheap. <laughs> it was. It was like. It was like. I'm pretty sure it's a schooner. I'm not sure actually, but it was. Uh, I can't remember. It was. I didn't it was get enough it, to remember, let you know that was enough. Like, <laughs> because I, I went with the stone and wood. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pay like the three bucks extra or whatever. And just oh, get here the, we go. Someone's earning money. 
Oh, settle down, settle down there. But uh, but uh, <laughs> you whip out the briefcase the amount, from the movie. My <laughs> point is the amount of people that went up and ordered that five dollar option. And it was like five dollar Asahi, I think it was, and also like five dollar like VB or what? something. And it was they like, had Asahi the same price, and they still chose the yeah, shit bro. VB. Do they I'm look like you. locals? Like, do they look like this was? Yeah, yeah. for sure, for they sure. They were the they bar were getting it. Like they were getting amongst it. Oh, um, I'd love to see drunk Nicolas Cage from like from Living Las Vegas just be like one of your finest VBs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Magnificent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what? A- uh, no, no, I got to talk about some stuff in this spoiler section. Um, yeah, we probably should talk about scene, the movie. I, I've got, I've got three moments that are like my three moments in this film that I was really, really on board for. Oh, there's the a lot. Actually, <laughs> yeah, mate. The first, the first was actually um, the whole sequence where Heath uh, goes for the swim and then discovers that you know the money's gone. Yeah, that that's is like we didn't talk about that in non-spoilers. The whole side plot with the kids. No, because we're going to get into we're it. Going to we're into going to get into it. Yeah. We're going to get into it. But I think that was such a great example of like how to build tension, how to mm. how to have a moment that is obviously like you can see no it dialogue. Coming. That's going to be the plot of the movie. But like, but yeah, there's that one line he screams when he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's <laughs> like Darth Vader. The- he's like, "No." <laughs> Yeah, and um, and someone just losing their shit in a situation that they're just not that that they're, they're in way over their head in a situation. I just thought mm. it was such a great moment in terms of editing, uh, in terms of performance, everything. Like it was just such a. I was like, that was the moment. I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into this. Like I was laughing and stuff at scenes before that, but I was like, yeah, this is this is hitting at home. This is taking it to a new level. Um, I thought it was so extraordinary. Was I love the because uh, it's it's well directed. Like you see yeah. him in the water, he like he thinks it's Rose Burns, so naturally he goes for a swim. And you see him bury the thing, and you're like, you're a fucking idiot. It's like you know what's totally. gonna happen. And I love it when like, but what was he gonna do? Was he just gonna like see Rose Burn in the water, and then what? They're just gonna have some chats. Like like you don't I hit guess. on a girl while you're in the middle of the fucking ocean. Nathan, sometimes when life uh, reaches out and gives you gives you like an opportunity, you have to you have to reach back a little bit and take it. And I think that's what Heath's trying to do here. But, uh, oh. but you know, when you're at Bondi and you see someone that's blonde and you just assume that it's the girl you're crushing on, you know what? There's always the chance that it might not be that one girl, that one blonde girl that you saw that one <laughs> time. Like, you know oh, what I mean? You Especially when, when you're in Bondi and you know for a fact she lives like in... I think it's Redfern or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not even that far away. It's like they had yeah. the trains at the point. It's like, and I love it when the kids take the money and he like freaks the fuck out and he like he berates like these poor innocent like tourists that are around him. I love it when the kids take the money and the first thing they fucking do with it is just buy candy. Yeah, it's and like they buy candy. Oh, and the next thing is they buy those shitty like like they're expensive probably, but those like shitty oh. like like the worst clothes aren't clothes, they? Like, they're you've ever so seen. bad. And then you keep coming back to these kids and you're like, why are we still staying with these kids and how are they going to work into it? And then one of them gets bloody run down. Holy shit! Did yeah. you gasp in that moment? Yeah, it was It was, It was. was dark. It comes it was, out of um, nowhere. Like, you watch a child get murdered. Like, you watch the car strike him. Like, oh, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, I, it, I, I put my hand up to my mouth and I was seriously, I like had a minute of just pure shock. And at, at, at that point as well, like it makes you even more intrigued about this, like this subplot with the kids. Cause you're like, where is this going? Mm. And I'll get into more into that in a second, because then we go into my second moment in this film. That yes. I think that was like, that really did it for me. So we have this whole thing and like Heath is nearly executed at a point, but he gets out of that situation. Uh, but we go to this point in the film where, <laughs> where as a, uh, Heath and some of his friends, I think they're extended family or something. They decide that they're going to rob a bank. <laughs> That's right. This, yeah. I'm not even kidding when I say this, but this heist is just one of the funniest, most well executed, like, uh, uh scenes like in 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 a in a movie I've seen in quite a while that's like oh. doing this bank robbery thing. It's so perfect because because you meet the whole family and they're all idiots. Like the like <laughs> you just know it's gonna fuck up. Like there's it it is hilarious it's how so this funny. unfolds. And then it's shocking. Like it's it's weird because there's so much going on in this moment because it's it's funny but it's dark and it's. And it's kind of horrifying at the same time, but still funny. And you're like, how am I meant to be feeling? Because I'm finding this funny, but I shouldn't be finding this funny. Especially when some guy jumps over the counter and knocks himself out <laughs> as he's getting back like, out it's of the so car. It's so good. 
And then that's the moment where there's that wide shot that captures the people lying on the floor, Heath with the shotgun not knowing what to do, the guy on the floor with the two bags of money. It is such a good shot, and they mm. just they just leave it rolling on that moment. And it's so awkward. It's so funny. As he, go, he goes down and he, like, shoves him. He's like, hey. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and, he, like, and his mate's in the car wondering what the fuck is going on. He's like, no, 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 come on in. Help me out. <laughs> and everyone's just going, lying on the floor looking so awkward. And it's so funny because you're, you're used to watching bank robbery scenes in American movies. And in American mm. movies, normally there's that one bloke who's bearing arms who like has a gun on him. But because we're in Australia, no one carries guns in them. So like everyone's just, just lying there. They can't do anything. Totally, totally. But like the moment as well, like as like he's, he's knocked out and everyone's kind of like gingerly looking around like, what do we do now? And like, even he's like, what do I do now? And so there's this awkward moment that this thing that just should not have happened. And then obviously they, they help him out, which I thought he was going to leave him. I was like, well, the obvious thing is just to leave this guy. And then <laughs> Heath calls the driver in from outside to come get the guy out. Oh, yeah, he, he driver, probably would have squealed or something like that, but like, but he dies yeah. anyway. Like, geez, it's brutal. Like it's brutal. Like it's horrible. Again, like, I really, I love it when they were dragging away the body from the mo- from the robbery, and I love how it, how it leads out to the shootout with the police. But the best part is when they drive past the radio car because you hear oh. about the competition the whole fucking movie that there's this like 10k competition, and they mentioned it a couple times during the movie. So you're like, this is going to pay off at some point. And as soon as you see that radio car, you're like, no, no, and it fucking happens, Brenton. They have the bumper sticker. Ah, it's great. It's so good. It's I, I, so like, good. It's a great moment of payoff, and then it's a great like uh, subverting of expectations in a good way when like they're driving alongside each other, and like this whole moment's happened, and Heath just like nudges them off the road, like as a as like it's like a, the film made because they're just fucking with you at that point, and they're just having a laugh. Like it's mm. it's great, and then like the radio continues, and they're like, oh well, we lost them. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, great. that's the <laughs> so best good. thing. Like they've probably been like killed in the car crash or whatever it was, and you can hear like the backup radios going like. Oh, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Shall I get into the other moment in this? My, What's my, the third my number three moment? Body thing, mate? This might be my favourite, actually. I'm not sure. Um, there's so many good moments in this movie. There's a moment in this film that I feel like we go full Tarantino. Yeah. About, well, can can we about- lead up to it a little bit? I want to I talk about the build up to it. Because like, cause you have these two kids and... I early on I was like that's definitely a girl right it was it's this boy and this girl who kind of has this boy haircut and I looked it up later it is an actress that plays this character so like I think it is a girl I think even the character is a girl because like I think yeah probably yeah yeah no definitely definitely like yeah and you know her friend gets killed and so she's a little bit shaken from all that and so there's a scene where she goes to an abandoned building in the middle of nowhere where like Heath Ledger's about to be shot and I'm like back up five steps how the fuck did she get here because i presume they drive out to the middle of the desert to shoot here thudge so why and also why are they doing it next to this abandoned building like that made no sense but you can see her with a gun and you're like okay this child has a gun for whatever reason and you're like i bet that's going to come up later on and and then it's never brought up again until the end where yes this tarantino scene goes insane yeah so she comes into the into the 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 mobs i guess kind of main hub and she just takes everyone out in this oh. like bloody shootout. That's not even a shootout. It's just her firing uh, firing the pistol off and literally killing everyone in the room, including the boss, including all the henchmen, and everyone just dies. And yeah. it's like this act of revenge. And then she reaches over and grabs that ten grand that that Heath just like did that whole bank robbery for it. Oh. And uh, and then the she turns around and there's like it zooms in on her eyes and there's like this fire. The fire. That starts yeah. Like. It's like, I mean, that it's was that's an amazing sequence. I don't know about the choice of using a Powderfinger song during that moment. It's interesting. It's <laughs> it was, bold. Let's say that. It's a bold choice. I don't know about it. But like, yeah, it's, I, I love that sequence. Because you think, because Heath Ledger finally rocks up and he makes his peace with the gangsters. And the, and the lead gangster's like, oh, you know, you should work for me now. And he's like, ah, props not. I'm probably going to get out of Sydney. He's like, ah, fair dinkum. And so Heath leaves and you're like, oh, okay, that's the last of them. And then she rocks up. So like, I, I love that it's a surprise, but what I didn't like about that scene was the whole fire in the eyes. Because, like, it, it goes back to that ghost brother. I'm like, why is he in this movie? Like, d- d- with the fire in the eyes, does that mean he's possessing her at the end? Like, like what's that all oh, about? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's even worth looking into it that much. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't actually, like, link it back to the brother, actually. I just linked it back to 
just the as a choice. It was just like the, an effect, like because like because yeah, the brother has the fire in his eyes a couple times. Because what he was murdered by the gangsters. Because you see him at the start of the movie, literally crawl out from hell. Like he's in that like weird like grave thing under under the earth, and he's like randomly standing there at points. And sometimes characters acknowledge that he's there. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's very it's, weird. It's weird. They, that brother needed to be cut out of the film. I don't it does, and and it also because like it also explains why like the bullets didn't work and like they all fizzled up. It's like because the brother like glows and it's like oh maybe he sabotaged the bullets but it's but just again like i think i think that moment's actually stronger if it's just like i'm gonna kill you because it's funny that you like and then it, like the the gun uh doesn't fire no and have you have seen um, seven psychopaths no i haven't sorry oh, yeah there's a moment identical to that in seven psychopaths with sam rockwell right and um and, and and it's done so much better because it's just more realistic it's just like woody harrelson's about to shoot and like then the gun just fucks up and woody harrelson's like god damn it and he's like shit <laughs> and it, but uh, it, but i like that moment i think it's funnier when it's that when it's like it's it's just a moment of oh fuck my gun didn't work it's like why didn't it work oh shit this thing's filthy have you ever cleaned it no well, why are the bullets all rusty? I put them through the wash. What the fuck? Like, I think that's more of like, <laughs> And they have this conversation a- then and there. It's like, oh. Like, and I think it's good, good as is, but I just don't like it that there's a, there's that extra element of like that something that's supernatural has messed with it. Like, I just think it's no. funnier when it's like a character has literally just fucked up, especially when that character is so particular about how they, their car and how they look mm. after their car, et cetera. Like and also, like, they're like, so jovial. Like, the gangsters are so jovial, you don't need it. I love, like, when we first meet them, the gangsters are, like, playing Scrabble while they're waiting for Yeah, totally, totally. It's just yeah. great. And, like, and, and I love that the, the head gangster guy, whatever his name was, he's, like, a real family man like you see him with his family and he's supporting his kid like remember he's doing like origami with his kid at one point yeah it's so much fun and so when he turns and then he's like uh it's like i think there's a scene where he's like yeah he's helping the son with something and then he gets the phone call and he's like what the fuck is going on like it's like it's, <laughs> yeah, fun, like, it's, great. it's just great and he's like at the dinner table or whatever with the family it's just it's it's a great it's a it's a great use of um you know, like putting putting characters in scenarios that like just are not natural for like I guess their character stereotype in like a normal mm. setting. Like it's just it plays with that and it's lots of fun. And then that Australian those Australianisms on top of that just make it hilarious. Yeah, it does. Like it does. It really does. I think it adds to it so much. Can we talk a little bit about the relationship between Roseburn and Heath Ledger? Sure, but yeah. Because like, cause there are a couple of moments I really love with them. The first was that um, I love it when um, they're first taking photos of each other and um, he asks her to pull a face. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to be the one that takes a photo of you. And she's like, oh, okay. And then like, she does. he's like, okay, pull a face. And she does literally nothing. <laughs> like, she has the most like blank expression in the world. And he takes a photo and that's the moment that he falls in love with her. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. pretty shit photos. No, no offense to Rose Byrne, but it's just like, you know, she's she's not exactly, you know, Lois Lane in, in Batman v Superman, you know? She, she, ain't, she ain't a Pulitzer winning photojournalist. One thing I also love about them is that I think, do you know the bar that they went on a date to? I didn't note it when I was I watching th- the I movie. recognize it. I think I've taken girls on dates to that bar. Oh, Nathan. You know when okay, taking- you know when you walk out of Central Station on the right mm. and you're like, you're on the east side of Central Station and there's like that, that big kind of like bar, like like right next to the train station. It's kind of like it's a very like classic pub, and it's like that one there. I forget the name of it, but like I swear it's wait that wait bar. which which side is this? Which side is so this? like the it's east the, uh... side of Central Station, like where the new light rail path's being built. Like if you keep on walking in that direction from the Central Station, you'll see a big like pub. It's like right on the corner of like you cross the road and it's on the corner. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, I, know I think they about. did it there. I think that's where they go on their date. Right, and so they looked you're, around you're, and like I really recognise this pub. Like I was like, ah, this is fun. That is fun. Yeah. <laughs> so now when I take girls to that bar, I'll be like, oh, oh bloody Rose Burner. I'll be like, quick, we have to go. We have to run away. <laughs> quick, the gangsters are here. Quick, we gotta go. We gotta go. They're after me. Yeah. <laughs> and like and also with them, I, I, I love I love that weird final scene that they have at the airport. Yeah, yeah, I do too. It's just a nice like little moment between them and like it's, it's just so weird because they're just like but giggling and this guy at the counter is like is everything okay like he's like oh of course let's pay in cash and they're all laughing their heads off and the guy at the counter is just like clearly confused as to what's happening like <laughs> he's just like i'm just gonna smile and do my job until these two leave <laughs> yeah it's exactly it and it reminds me of those days where you'd like buy your plane ticket at the airport like you'd yeah just be like, 
Which, uh, to be fair, like, we never really... We're not really in that generation. Like, no. I, I kind of vaguely remember, like, moments like that when I was younger. But, like... Mm. And again, do they like, buy a plane ticket to, like, the Central Coast, which is, like, a two-hours drive away? Like... Yeah. I, mean, why I, I was like, why you just, just drive? <laughs> you don't have to fly this. Like, oh... Yeah. Hey, uh, Nathan, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of spoilers? One more thing I wanted to chat about. Brenton, do yeah, you absolutely. think this movie could be a legitimate prequel to The Dark Knight for the Joker? Who's the Joker? The, the girl? <laughs> no, Heath! <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. What, no. if, what if this is the I backstory mean, to The Joker? I mean, maybe, but but no. Because <laughs> like, it could work. Because you could have the events of this movie where obviously, like, you know, bloody... what I don't remember any of the names of this movie, but Heath Ledger, like, you just have him, like, try to be a gangster. It doesn't work. So he, like, goes up to, like, Queensland or wherever it is, like, has a bloody romance with this chick. Maybe, like, it goes bad. He goes crazy. Then bloody flies to Gotham City and just takes it out on this unsuspecting town. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but, you know, like, hey, guys, whatever you take away from this film... I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, I'm saying, saying instead of Batman a- Begins, you should watch this before The Dark Knight. <laughs> and you can be like... And so wait. Sh- yeah. Watch Batman Begins, then watch Two Hands, then watch The Dark Knight. Yes, in that order. <laughs> and it that works. And you can be like, wow, Heath Ledger's doing an American accent for some reason. And like, oh, it would be amazing if the Joker was Australian. Could you, could you imagine from that movie like, oh... Why? Like, oh, good day, mate. Why so serious? You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> uh, so, Brenton, <laughs> shall we steal this movie? <laughs> mate, take it away, buddy. I was I was so happy that this moment happened in the movie because it's, it's so random because, like, there's a scene in this movie where Heath Ledger has to deliver the money to, like, who is this woman, Brenton? I'm not sure who, he, who she is to... Uh to the the mob boss, but she's somewhat obviously important enough to be receiving ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, she's a she's a chain smoking unhealthy person that uh, uh, literally dies in this scene in this solo scene in her room. But like, she's like she's obviously smokes a lot. But this woman, she goes fucking ballistic. There's this like one minute sequence where you're watching her like cough her lungs out. Like it's the worst <laughs> coughing you've ever seen in cinema and like and i'm sitting there going okay this is a bit much this is a pretty heavy performance and 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 she (laughs) just look at this woman she's just she's she's the definition of ill like you could not look more ill than this woman to be clear to our listeners um Stealing this movie is when Nathan and I actually uh, decide upon, or one of us decides upon, a still, like a frame from the film that we think is interesting. Most of the time, it's really fucking funny, and uh, we choose that and we um and we we put it on our uh on our YouTube page and um yeah yeah, yeah so this this one this one uh I gotta say is just hilarious because it's her crawling back up onto a table like literally pulling this strange ass face as though it's like literally the face she's pulling before she dies. Yeah, and it's like it's just kind of I don't know how to describe it. She, <laughs> she, um, she looks hilarious. Like a, <laughs> and like, and the apartment that she's in, it is an absolute mess. Like, like <laughs> there's like there's like it's like everything's on the floor. She's a fucking aquarium, like that's huge at the back of the apartment. Um, like, yeah, my favorite thing is the giant fish tank. <laughs> it's like why is it there? And she's got like, this bong in front of her. And anyway, so she's coughing and she collapses onto the floor. And the bit that we screenshot was when she kind of like pops back up over the table she's like oh my to for dear and this face she's pulling she's got like six chins going on she's got <laughs> these boggling eyes her lips are like oh. pursed like in a kind of pout fashion and it is just hilarious please go to a you and have a look it have a have a chuckle yeah oh, i love it i love it mate uh so how do they make this brenton how did how did they make this making movie magic yeah how did they make this? Well, tell you what, Brenton, the director of this movie really loved his own car because the the bloody purple XA Falcon that, that Jimmy, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger's character, borrows in this car is actually the director, Gregor Jordan's own car. So, like, he loved his car so much he thought, fuck it, I'm going to make this a prominent thing in the movie where, like, like, where one gangster spends, like, a minute saying to Heath Ledger, you better fucking take care of this car. And then years later in 2011, the comedian Merrick Watts bought this car, Brenton, and owned it where he um, where he sold it at an auction. So it still has this life. Mate, that's really interesting. Mm. Cars, man, they get around. Like, ugh. 
you know it's what I mean? Great. Like, like cars are just such an interesting thing that like they you hear about cars from movie sets, just cars in general, or cars from families that like these are like have aged into these very like rare, expensive cars, and they just get passed around between people and. And, and things and then like they just rock up in the most random places i'm sure like one day we'll be doing we'll be um in a museum somewhere and we'll be like that's the car from two hands <laughs> you know a, what I mean? that's that purple piece of shit like <laughs> like it's not a great car in my opinion but i love it actually you know what brenton another great idea for a seven seasons would be the best cars from movies don't you reckon hey man that's a pretty good one oh, i can get behind you know that, what that yeah. car from inspector gadget we would definitely throw that on the list wouldn't we like mm, that's number one yeah oh, definitely that'd be Good one, actually. We should definitely do that for seven seasons. Like, I'll get around that. Yeah. Um. So, Rose Byrne admitted on Instagram on the film's 20th anniversary that her costume in this film was her own vintage polyester frock that she got for $18. Oh, my goodness. And that she also just bleached her own hair in the kitchen sink. Mate, that oh. is the that is the definition of a of an indie project. You oh. know what I'm saying? Also, like Australian indie project. You know? Oh like, yeah, man! Provide your own costume, do your own hair, tr- throw oh. in some makeup, and you're on the set ready to go. You know? I what mean, I'm the saying? films I've done, like the films I've done in Sydney, like where am I can extra and stuff. Like, it hasn't been that bad, but like they're definitely like when you go for costume fittings, they're like, oh, if you just got anything at home, like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I'm regularly hey, hey. asked that. I'm like, great. Um, so the inspiration for this movie, Brenton, was that um, Gregor Jordan, the iconic director, he he said at the film's released that when he was writing the movie, he he had an office in King's Cross, and so he was like trying to come up for an idea at movies, and so he just looked out the window and he's like, oh, this is what I should do for a movie. He's like, let's just talk about Australian's crime scene, which in the late nineties, I want to say, like, it wasn't, it was not good, but it wasn't that bad, was it? I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell you, yeah. Does, does um, seeing I, this movie make you wish you had seen the King's, King's Cross in its heyday? Kind of, yeah, because I hear you hear stories and you hear things about the about the cross and about uh the characters that were in the cross and whatnot. And to mm. some extent, like that still exists, but I don't think to the extent as it was, I think, uh in the past, yeah. So part of me wants to go back in time and hop in a time machine and just see Sydney kind of in its prime heyday of like of this kind of era. <laughs> but you know, the other part of me is just like, you know what? I like being able to walk through the cross and, you know, feel safe. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and secu- I and also secure. enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, Speaking of just, like, Sydney and places in Sydney, i got to, like, say this fact because it's absolutely hilarious. Mm. Uh, so the director, this is a quote from the director on his legacy from, from Two Hands, the film. Oh, yeah. He says, I was walking through King's Cross and I had a look at the strip club club where we shot and it had been renamed two hands required (laughs) and it's got this this neon sign with two hands and i went wow if i never achieve anything else in my life at least i will have successfully contributed to the renaming of a strip club (laughs) (laughs) i I love it the more i hear about uh this director and uh the the his humor it's just um <laughs> I, I really think, like I think, his work. I think it'd be like, great to have him on the podcast or like to have a chat or like over a beer or something. Like it just oh. you know, it just seems like he would a have fun some guy. good stories making this movie, you know? Like he'd be definitely. a good bloke. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, let's go find Gregor Jordan. Let's let's see if he's got a let's see if he's got some contacts and we'll bloody find him. Like yeah, he'll, he'll come in with Willem Dafoe and they'll be like, Who are who are you each other? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Perfect. I'll tell you what. Um well hey, should we look at this film's poster? We sure can. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Uh, look at this one. Look at that. <laughs> Mate, I'm not in love with this poster. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. No. Um, I, I think it's really unfortunate because I just don't think it really gets the vibe of the movie. You know what I'm saying? No. It looks as though they use like Microsoft PowerPoint to make this poster. Like, <laughs> Not even Photoshop. Like PowerPoint. It looks like they got like some fucking word art for the actual logo of two hands, right? Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a good way of summing it up, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's this like it's this like white logo of two hands in the center of it, and you got like on the top half of the poster like like a blue faded out image of like Heath Ledger and Rose Byrne just both looking like very confused and pain plain faced, and, and then, then below it yeah. you got like some faded out hundred dollar Australian notes, which is always nice to see our currency on a poster, but like. It's got this red tinge to it, which maybe, or pinkish, it's like maybe like hinting at blood, but not really. So like... It's weird. Oh. It's, I don't know what it's going for. Yeah. And the slogan, it's like, it was only one mistake, but it was a big one. Hey, man. <laughs> it's got such an Australian slogan. <laughs> but it was a big one, eh? It was a big one. 
Oh, it was a big one. You gotta be careful. It was a big old kangaroo. You know what I'm saying? Yippee! Hey, (laughs) how would you fix this poster, mate? Like, look. To be honest, I think what you need is obviously you need Heath on the poster, but part of me wants to just have um, I like even if it was like kind of like a a poster like of 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 Heath just like at the beach or something like when he's yeah sitting, I was thinking that yeah actually. like like he's just sitting there contemplating like whether he's gonna go for the swim or not or him like on the beach standing there with his envelope with the ten grand in it you know what I mean like mm. in his hand um I, or I, even like even like a poster where it's like Rose Byrne with her camera and you're seeing through the lens and like. And she's looking at um at, at Heath Ledger about to be shot. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool because like the film opens with like this unchronological time jump where you see him about to be shot two thirds in the movie. So like, you know, it, it it wouldn't be spoiling much if you had it on the poster considering it's the opening scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and title talk. Now this is what I want to bloody talk about. Title talk. What? Why is this movie called Two Hands? I think perhaps. And this is just me talking out candidly out of my ass right now. Um, oh, here we go. Literally, like right now. It's, here it's we go. Here's disgusting. someone about to build a fucking bridge. Uh, so maybe maybe it's referring to the two hands that Heath could not keep on that envelope and how that two hands <laughs> inexplicably, because of that one mistake, those two hands uh, caused um, a whole mob empire to, to be destroyed in the matter of one day. You know what I'm saying? Because it's even, true. Though, even though yeah. it's a huge mistake and it costs, you know, uh, potentially costs, well, it doesn't end up doing this, but potentially costs Heath everything and it's a bad decision. It still works out that it it destroys this evil, I guess, that's in Sydney. And uh, yeah. so that's interesting. So, yeah, maybe it's just the two hands of fate. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a shit title. Like, there's, like, yes, there are technically two hands in the movie. Everyone has fucking two hands. But, like, it could refer to, like, maybe, like, he wants to be a carpenter at one point. So maybe, like, he used two hands to build. But, like, I, I just don't understand it. I digged Brenton to try and find why the film was called Two Hands, like from like the director or anything like that, but I couldn't find anything. And like, it, it doesn't attract you to the movie, which is what a title should do. You know what I mean? I think it's a shame. Yeah, I think I think it's a shame that there's not something that's a bit more gripping. But at the same time, as because this film's kind of stood the test of time to a certain extent in Australian film history... I kind of like the title because of that, because I've always associated it with this film. <laughs> but, like, I get your point, yeah. Yeah, it sounds very Australian. It's like, oh, you just got to use these two hands for this. But like, I feel like there are a billion better titles you could use that are more relevant to the film. Yeah, Um. could you give an example of what you call this film, Nathan? Oh, like Murder at the Cross... Or like, like, or even like, you know, um, or or, or um, lot or um, midnight at King's Cross, or like, mm. you know, or um, gangsters at the. I feel like King's Cross would be a more like it, it's got to be in there, you know, like um, or I don't know, ten k, how to get it back. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because nothing you're saying is like grabbing me as something that's like no. the title. But, but like, thinking, I'm making point. this shit up on the spot. I oh, feel I like I feel like there are better options than two hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll guys, maybe you can tweet at us and tell us your ideas of it. Yeah. A new what would be a better title film? for this movie? Because if you're recommending this movie to people, when you say, Oh, you want to see the film Two Hands, I don't think it's gonna be that appetizing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> we should try that. We should do a tester. We should go around with a camera and a microphone, go up to people on the street. <laughs> hey would you watch the movie if I just told you its title? Uh, would you watch this film called Two Hands? And they're like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you asking me this? <laughs> who are you? You don't, you don't have permission to film me and then <laughs> we get removed <laughs> from the premises. How <laughs> dare you? Well, speaking of bloody asking people their opinions, should we pass that power to them? Power! Power to the people! Let's pass it to the people of power! All right, power to the people. Brenton, what are you thinking about these Rotten Tomato scores? Mate, on the tomato meter, Two Hands is currently sitting at a whopping 67%. From a total of six critics. (laughs) (laughs) However, the audience score is a whopping 80%. Ooh. Mm, So there seems to be some differences. You know what? I'm glad the audiences get around. I'm glad it's not like we love it, but the world hates it. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Um. Uh, like John uh, J. Puclo from Movie Puccio. Mid- Pu- oh, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're He's correct. He's Italian. Puccio. He's a John J. Puccio. Sorry, sorry. The way this I was kind of 
in terms of the, <laughs> the puck low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It looks like an L. Like you can't really tell that's a dot. Anyway, uh, Puccio, John J. Puccio. Sorry for slaughtering your name. From movie Metropolis says it may be routine, but it is never dull. That's a great way of putting it. It is like it's it is a plot a good way. that's like like it doesn't do anything outstanding narratively, does it? Like no, but it's but it's engaging and it's exciting and it's fun. Yeah. Mm. I don't think like, I don't know what I would have wanted more from this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, mm. it it's it, what it sets out to achieve. It just it achieves it, and and that's great. Yeah, I agree. Alex K. He gave it two stars and wrote, "My favorite film is 1941 Citizen Kane." <laughs> well, Alex, thanks for the insight into your into your favorite films. Um, it's it's good to know. You know, I love that this is a review. <laughs> well, you know what? You're not you're not going to walk into a film called Two Hands and expect Citizen Kane. Levels, That's it. It's like the I mean? comparison. I think isn't really warranted. But hey, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, Alex, and uh, we just don't agree with it. But Christy <laughs> Christy B says gave this one and a half stars and says low budget film not the greatest. Now, Christy B, I got to say. I don't think the fact that the film doesn't have a large budget is cause enough for you to give a film a bad review. So, you know, yeah. I, I want some more context to what your feelings on this film. It's like it genuinely like it's it's very rare for a film's budget to really interrupt a movie for me. Like like classic example is like Hoodwinked. You know that animated yeah, Red Riding Hood film? Yeah. Great movie. I loved as a kid. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good as a kid. As an adult, it doesn't hold up for shit. But like, really great movie as a kid. But like, if you look at the animation quality now, it's horrendous. Yeah. Like, truly horseshit. And it's one of those rare movies where I think a budget would have dramatically made this film better. But like, Outside that, I don't know if more money for the film Two Hands with the same script would have elevated it that much. Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like if a movie is like setting out to achieve something that it can't possibly achieve within the scope of its budget, then like I think that's when you really see it and you see like the... But I still think you see in most cases the potential and hopefully there's a director and a team behind it that know how to like get past those shortcomings that come from a small, small budget. But at the same time, I don't think you really set out to make a big budget film with like a million dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, yeah. And nor are you going to do that in Australia unless you're making like a Mad Max or whatever it is. Totally. Yeah. Fury Road. Oh, I want those sequels, boy. Ooh. Oh, boy. Joshua L. gave this movie three stars and wrote, This movie is not exactly bad, but it takes a damn long time to get interesting. It also seems like the director wasn't sure if he wanted to make this precautionary fairy tale or a gangster love story. It just feels like it tries to blend both, but unsuccessfully. What do you think? Were you waiting for this film to pick up? No. I think it was no, I don't think so either. No, I wasn't. No. Yeah. Especially with like, with like, especially... Compared to some other films we've done recently, I, I I definitely wasn't well compared to Bond. God, this is a breath of fresh air, isn't it? Yeah, um, definitely. Oh gosh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I think the, I think the most interesting point the this person makes is um, uh, he wasn't sure whether he wanted to make this precautionary fairy tale or a gangster love story. It just feels like it tries to blend both, but unsuccessfully. I don't know about that. I like mm. I I don't know how I feel about that because I don't know if it's going for a precautionary fairy tale at all. Like I also yeah yeah one I definitely I don't think that's the love story between Roseburn and Heath Ledger I think they're just thrown together for circumstance and also there was never a moment where I was with the romance storyline I'm like let's go back to the gangster or vice versa there wasn't like a point where I'm like no no I want to be seeing more gangster stuff than Roseburn stuff mm. so like I don't know I don't think I don't think it really it really interrupted either storyline no no uh, yeah no. I agree with you uh, mm. Tai P gave this five stars and said... Oh, beautiful. My choice for best Australian movie of all time. Heath yeah, Ledger yeah. hasn't played anything as good since. Hmm. However, <laughs> Brian Brown uh, steals the show as Pando. No doubt one of my favourite characters. And David Field as Echo fo- follows closely behind. Fantastic. Yeah, i got to say, Brian Brown like did a great performance as Pando. As oh, in that mob now boss. Have you met him? Uh, I have. Have you really? Yeah, I have met Brian Brown. Yeah. Oh my god! What was that like? What's he like? No, yeah, he's cool. He was pretty. He was pretty um mellow. He was pretty like you know, uh, soft spoken. Like you know, he was just normal guy. Oh. You know. Had you wished you'd seen this movie before you met definitely, him? So you could definitely, definitely. Like- but I, I've seen some of his other performances as well, in which he's uh, oh, equally nice. as eccentric and um. And I guess like charming to a certain extent in that kind of mm, Australian he's very life. charming, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it was it was really cool to meet him, and um, yeah, he gives a great performance, and I think he's a great actor. 
He does. Um, although, I, I love this review, although I must say, I think Heath Ledger has done some better work since. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting the Mountain, idea. The Dark Knight. <laughs> Mate, The Dark Knight, um, A Knight's Tale. Gosh. Oh. oh. Tell you what, though, I think, I, honestly, the more I think about it, I think The Joker in The Dark Knight might be the best movie performance I've ever seen. Wow. Like, like it's, I love it that much. Obviously, there, like, there are some outstanding performances out there as well, but, like, I, I, I'm, it's hard for me to think of other options. I, I, me, personally, I love more than what Ledger did with The Joker. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's a, it's a fair comment. Um, I don't know. I haven't given it much that much thought what I think the best performance is, but hey, Heath's up there. Like that's a pretty special uh, performance and something that really carries that film and and something that's so like so unique in the fact that it, like it's that character just like leaps off the screen. It just stands out so much. It just demands attention mm. and not in like a self seeking like I guess egotistical kind of way. It's just the character. So it just yeah, hundred percent yeah. Um, but Matt B getting back to old Heath and Two Hands, says, uh, gives this four stars and says, up uh, up there with one of the best Aussie films I've ever seen. Fantastically written, directed and acted. Just one complaint. Way too much swearing. It's not necessary <laughs> at that extreme level. Is there too much swearing? Like, it ain't like Scorsese level swearing. I mean, there's a lot of swearing, but like, you know, it, it kind of is... I guess it's painting it's the, the vernacular. landscape. It's Australian. Of, like exactly. it's how Australians talk. It's 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 yeah, it's painting the landscape of like what who these people are, I guess, and that's that's how it comes. Yeah. I get, I get your point. Like it's pretty excessive, but um does it detract from it? Not really, no. No, I don't think so. Obviously it's not a family film, like <laughs> No, exactly. No. Um Green Meat wrote on YouTube. A lot of Aussies think this is a great movie. Only a few of us realise how accurate it is. <laughs> Do you reckon Green meets like in a in like a current Australian gangster like group now, and and he's like, oh geez, like, <laughs> I'm living two hands. <laughs> he's like, is it? Yeah, this is normal, right? This is totally normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We like we steal briefcases and you know just like <laughs> shoot each other in the desert. Uh, Mister Mapex 2010 uh, is our final review uh, YouTube comment for the day. It says best Aussie flick made. Even funnier when you watch it with someone who isn't Aussie who can't follow the humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I would yeah. love to do that. Yeah. I think this one would have great rewatchability as well now that we've seen the whole thing. Definitely. I'd love to watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get a bunch of like, um, I know, Europeans that I know and I'll get them all around the house and see if they can follow a word of what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But Nathan, uh, that is that is Two Hands released in 1999. That, that, that Australian film. Um. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun time to, to, to Mate, discuss I bloody this loved it. Yeah. I'm so glad we finally both found an Aussie film we can really, really get around. Like, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love it. Mate, a good time. I hope you guys love this app. Like, oh. But yeah, get yeah, around please, two hands. Go please. go finish the podcast now. Just st- stop it now and put on this movie because what a good time. Yeah, and then tweet at us, uh, comment on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. Let us know your SoundCloud. You can find us on the podcast app. Uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. And um, and if you hate it, tell us why. If this isn't your movie, I'd love to know what some of the like criticisms are. Mm, I'd love. We'd love to hear. But Nathan, yeah, for now, yes. For now, I really need to go for that swim. I mean, like, I've just got to go. This this is girl I really <laughs> Brandon, like. Brandon, we're so far there. from the ocean. Don't jump out the window, buddy. No, no, Nathan, it's... Nathan, she's there. She's there. I can see her. Whoa. That's not Rosebud. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, well, he we left the briefcase, so someone's got to take it. 